Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. It's my my pleasure this morning to introduce uh, a friend and a spiritual father. Sorry, Mark, I gotta share something. If I can. (laughs) Uh, One day this week, uh, I just had a, a personal breakthrough. Um, since the move, uh, moves (laughs) over the last year and a half, um, I've been allowing the enemy to, to beat me up sometimes. This is really good if I can get through it. <laughs> um, because <clears throat> we, you know, we spend a lot of time in the world, and in the world, if we don't measure up, a lot of times things are renegotiated, and uh, opportunities that maybe once were. are no longer. But that's the world. <laughs> so this is uh <clears throat> this is a huge breakthrough. And it's not just for me because it's for this body it's it's for our destiny cuz god doesn't operate that way when he chooses uh that is is all the permission we need to keep going after whatever it was that he promised and said and offered and I mean, I, I have known that, I think, in, in my mind. But it somehow got 18 inches to my heart this week. And <laughs> I will not be susceptible to that anymore. That <laughs> to any doubt that we are going to fulfill our destiny in this city. Because 
you know, when God chooses, he knows what he's getting into. Uh, and so, I speak over us, we are chosen by the Lord. Patty, you're chosen. I speak that over you. I release it. <laughs> we are chosen. And the Lord has something for us that we, and the Lord chose to expand it. What he has for us. In this last year and a half, he has been stretching our faith to see if we will continue to hold on to what he said when it really looks like it's not going to happen. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you, he's chosen us and it's going to happen. Because the one who chose us is faithful. And he will complete what he began. So with that, <laughs> I introduce my friend and spiritual father, Mark Crawford. Well, good morning. Good day. Good day. Keep, 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 keep practicing. Um, you know, it's um. I've I I have uh, lots of places that I really like to go to, and then I have some places that are some of my favourites. And um, you know, it's really has become a favourite of mine to be here, um, you know, at Cheyenne Vineyard. Um, and uh, I I think about you guys quite often um, about what what God is doing, and you know, I don't have any shortages of things to think about. Um, one of the things that you do with me is the atmosphere you've created here messes with me in that I just have so many things I want to say and so many things I feel God wants to say. So let's, let's begin somewhere, huh? Okay. Um, one of the parts of the reasons that you've been going from building to building is that your building is not yet ready. Maybe you didn't quite hear what I just said. Part of the reason that you're going from building to building is that your building, your place to 
um, reside in, the very place that God's got for you, isn't ready yet. Hallelujah. Right? And, and so therefore, God who loves to use circumstances to develop us, is developing you. So that the place that he's got for you, when you get there, you will actually be the best at stewarding what he gives you because what he's going to give you is going to blow your mind. One of my favorite scriptures, and I write it in all my books, is Ephesians 3.20. Right, And you'll know it from different translations, but let me tell you what the Passion Translation says because it's for you. It's for here. It's for you to hang on to. It's for you to just to keep um, grabbing hold of and keep living in. It says this, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and to accomplish all this. What's all this? What he's intended. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now, you see it time and time in the Scriptures where God does some things that people weren't expecting, and Jesus was a classic illustration of that. He starts with crowds and gets down to the 12, and he says to the 12, are you going to leave me? Right? So it's often what happens in the journey of God is that there is a testing that comes, and there's a development that comes, and, um, and, in, and it's all designed to increase our understanding about who God is. To, to, to learn to not endure, but to enjoy the circumstances, situation, all of those sorts of things. So that's a good word, Mark. So it's Ephesians 3.20. Um, I really, I'm really loving this passion translation. Uh, it's an actual translation, um, and uh, and it's just I'm I'm loving it. Um, I, I feel um, that I want to do something that I I don't usually do, um, and um, I, I want to just talk to you just a few minutes about some things that um, I've been up to in. Um, uh, in the Philippines, uh, there's there's a reason why this. I think there's a reason why God wants me just to talk a, a bit about that. Um, I, I've been um, working. Uh, I first went to the Philippines about 25 years ago. Seems a long time. That's almost half my age. No, it's more than half my age. Anyway, so I, I went there, and um, um, and something happened when I went to this nation. I've been to many nations. Something happened with me in this nation that got stuck in my heart. And I've tried to shake it for a few years and it just wouldn't, wouldn't go away. So for a lot of years, um, we've been um, doing certain things. Um, about maybe uh, seven or eight years ago, uh, we started to develop a school of supernatural. And, um, 
uh, one of the places that I, I teach in the School of Supernatural is in California, in Vacaville. And so on one occasion that I went there, there was a new group of students, and I prophesied over this young guy who was uh, American-born but Filipino heritage. It was his first prophetic word that he ever got, which for, for me, of which he's now walking out back in the Philippines with his wife and his family as directors of our School of the Supernatural. Isn't that cool? And, uh, and so um, it, it's been really cool to see some things happen. I just want to share um, a, a couple of them uh, because I think um, there's some people in here, this is going to stir with you. Because I, I had this um, vision just flashed before me of um, me with a group of you in the Philippines. And we were having such fun. And we were having such, like, seeing so many so, uh, significant things and seeing so much change happen to people. So, you know, I just want to throw that out there and, you know, have a think about it and pray about it. But to see what happens when I start talking about some of these things. Um, one, of the, one of the years um, that I, I was teaching, only just a couple of uh, years ago, we, we arrived for graduation. And um, I, I'd previously been some months um, there prior talking about um, a supernatural. And there was one student who, who was so shy, he hardly said anything. I, I don't even remember getting a word out of him. So we were there on the Wednesday. Graduation was on the Friday. And, um, and uh, uh, we were waiting um, for this class to start, which was at 6 o'clock. And it's not unusual for, you know, Filipino time to happen, which is, could happen any time, you know, usually late. Um, but they just have a different understanding of time. So we're sitting there and we started to hear this noise, this yelling, this praise, praise Jesus, praise God. It's getting louder and louder. We're on the third floor, just like you are, close to heaven. And, um, and, and in burst this student who previously had said nothing because he was so shy, so, so full of joy. And, and he comes in and we said, well, what's happened? He said, well, I've I just been to the hospital. I went to the hospital to, to visit um, a sick relative. And when I arrived there, um, the relatives uh, met me and told me that this relative had died. Wasn't expected. They were just distraught because he was in there for some, what seemed like some, you know, um, um, more minor thing, and, and he died. And so the, 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 all the family said, now you go in there and stay with him until the funeral people come to take him away. So he's in this room, and he's just like waiting. And so he thinks, well... School of Supernatural, we're, we're taught to, to pray and believe things. So we just started praying in the room, just walking around praying. Two and a half hours later, and he pulls out his, out his phone and shows us the video of the dead relative, right? Now, I've seen plenty of dead people. He's dead, right? right? So he's showing us, you know, why he was taking a video of this dead man. I have no idea, but so he's dead. And so he's telling us that um, he was, you know, praying for, you know, about two hours, two and a half hours, and he's starting to speak life. 
And he's starting to speak over this person and starting to call life back into him and all of those sorts of things. And then he suddenly sees the tongue, which is just hanging out, start to move, and the eyes start to open. The guy come back to life. Maybe just... Anyway, let me just repeat that again. This dead man, dead for at least several hours, just comes back to life. You know, that guy is he's just pursuing the supernatural. Why? Because his frame of reference before, <clears throat> before was um, not functioning in the gifts of the Spirit, that they weren't for today, that it wasn't, it wasn't something that you expected. And so we have seen time after time, we have seen people who have um, got visions of things. We, we had one group of students who got, um, uh, were waiting on God and got um, um, this, you know, in a, in a treasure hunt thing, got this woman with the baby in the park. So they go into this um, park in the center of the city and um, the, um, they find a woman with a baby and she's been sleeping in the park. Her husband, who was a security guard, didn't have any work in this particular city, had gone to Manila, the capital, to try and find work and had found no work. So she's sleeping in the park with the baby. Her husband's in Manila with no work, no job or whatever else. So... These students had gone there. Now, what's interesting was that one of the students was head of a security firm who just happened to have a job. The other student was a part of a church that happened to have a ministry house that was vacant. Just happened. Just coincidence, you know, those things. She got saved, right? Husband came back, had a job, had a house. Some weeks later, the mother with this little baby contracted mumps. Couldn't eat, couldn't talk. They visited her, the students, see how she was doing, found out what happened, prayed for her. She got immediately healed. You see, um, God isn't the problem. We are. He's just waiting to connect with people. He's just waiting to release his power if we will actually step into something that I'm going to talk about this morning. One of the cool things for us was that uh, um, uh, not last year, the uh, a year before, we were in to do uh, at the beginning of each year, we come in and we do a seminar and we do some teaching and um, um, just very briefly, just to let people know some things. And in our school, in our uh, presentation was the Dean of Student Services, the Vice President of the most Catholic university in the city. It was attached to the cathedral. And she was in our uh, meeting, which was really quite surprising. She was so impacted by it that she called us and asked if she could talk with us. She wanted to do a seminar for people um, within the city. So we set that up. We, we worked at it. She had some opposition, um, but we finally um, got it happening. 
And so um, and we, we started to do this, and this TV, yeah, yeah, this TV station turned up and filmed the whole lot. And, and so they could air it on TV. <laughs> One of the, our directors, we had this time, um, got a word of knowledge. And the word of knowledge was somebody here has something wrong with your wrist, maybe carp, carpal tunnel syndrome or something like this. And this lady stood up, that's me. You know, and uh, he walks towards her and he just gets his hand on her and she starts screaming. She starts screaming out. And what, what had happened was she got totally healed, right? Now, this is what she got healed of. She'd been in an accident and they had put metal rods in her wrist and hand so that she could no longer bend her fingers like this right they were frozen up like that she could had use of her hand but she couldn't she couldn't grip anything she couldn't bend it and here she is gripping them here she is gripping things she i this will stay in my mind forever i've never seen somebody react so crazily as her she is jumping and leaping and she is not a young lady at the at the at the presentation we had several days later, right? She is still walking around in people's face. See this? See this? I couldn't do this before. God's healed me. God's healed me, and 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 we were uh, we were back again, and she's still doing it, right? Because it was an impossibility for her to do, and God just did it, just totally healed her. Isn't that amazing? We just were there and we just uh, opened our, um, our new building. And uh, it's absolutely amazing because it was built purposely for us and was given to us. And it's a really nice building. So <laughs> it's really good. So we're just about to start a, um, a new, new school. And um, we have students, and some of those students um, can't afford the, the, the fee. It's a three-month school, three nights a week. Um, it goes a little over three months. And um, if any of you are, uh, feel like you would like to support any of the students, it's a little over $100. That's it. Um, you know, just think about it, pray about it, talk to, uh, talk to me about that. Um, I, I, I just really feel like... Um, for me, I'm just in a season of starting to see some things um, happen. It really started in the Philippines in my last visit. Um, and I said to you, like, I've been 25 years. Well, I started to see some things happen um, that we've been working on for years and years. We have a project that I've been trying to get going for. I, I actually had in my hand the first harvest of our crop. Uh, we, we, we have a, a cheer. You know what chia is? Yeah? Chia? It's a little seed. Chia seed. Um, it is incredibly nutritious. We, we, we are we're actually growing it to, to sell it um, on the market to make money, but we're also wanting to use it to lift the nutrition because the, a lot of places, all they got is rice. So if we can add some chia to it, to the rice, we lift the, the, the protein, we lift the, the values of antioxidants, Lots of stuff really quickly, and it's and and one teaspoon of one teaspoon of 
of seeds or one spoonful of seeds actually returned almost two pounds of seed. So it's not grown in the Philippines. So we've been, and it was, I had it in my hand. Uh, I saw things that we worked on. Um, so I really feel like um, I'm and others are in a season where the, the things that we've waited for for years and years and years, we've invested in, we've, we've put um, seeds in, we've sown, all of those sorts of things, I'm starting to see some of those things happen. Now, I just came from uh, Sandpoint in um, um, Idaho, and I was praying before one of the meetings, and while I'm praying, I got this excruciating pain in my hip and in my knee, and I was shaking it off. What's, and I suddenly I thought, oh, God, if this is a word of knowledge, then lift it off me. And it went completely off. Just went. So I got into the meeting. I told people like that. I had 15 people respond. And every one of them got healed. You know what? I was so surprised I was questioning them. Now, are you sure you got healed? Yes. It's like, because I'm not used to everybody getting healed. Right? I want to see it, but I'm not used to it. Right? <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. Right? And so I was amazed. And, you know, one of the ladies came back, one of the leaders, she says, you know what, I've been going up and down stairs for the last few days. And it, said, and it still doesn't hurt. It's like, yeah, okay, let's, let's, let's have that. And in fact, yesterday, I, was, uh, rec I recorded um, two um, shows on God's, God's View. So if you can find that on here, you know, what God's View is, program. You find it on uh, on YouTube or on the net, or it's broadcast on television. So uh, I did two of those, and I actually did some prophecy on it and prophesied to some people. One of them was about car accident, person being in a car accident, legs and all that sorts of stuff. Well, on last night's meeting, we had a lady came up. Um, uh, exactly what I prophesied was there, and prayed for her, and she got healed. Yeah, that's needs a little more response than that but that's okay <laughs> all right <laughs> some of you still don't know how to take me do you <laughs> i'm aussie <sighs> where'd nathan go oh it's coming Pity I had a word for him. <laughs> uh, he'll be back. Warren. Um, Warren, you are in a, you're in a time when um, God is is taking you out of your mind. You know, some people talk about people being out of their mind in a bad way. Um, and it's not that your mind isn't, isn't useful because he made you with a mind. Um, but more and more, he's going to take you out of your mind um, and more and more uh, into, your, into your spirit. You're going to see things. Um, you're going to see things that um, won't make sense to you. But as you start to um, dwell on those things, they're going to make sense. 
So um, one of the things that um, I want to say to you, it's, it's, um, it's, it's not quite um, actually seeing like dreams and visions, and you could still have those, but um, it, it's more like um, you read something or you hear something. Um, it's much more in the hearing or but reading something, you know, understanding something, and you're going to see something, and then it's like um, God's going to then help you to unpack it. You know, so it's almost like you know what zip files are. Yeah, it's almost like you're going to get hit with a zip file, and then He's going to then unpack the zip file, and it's over a period of time that you're going to begin to understand what He's saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so um, it's a really it's quite a type of the prophetic. It's an it's a it's like an area of the prophetic, um, and that's what he's been doing with you for quite some time. Um, is that he's been getting you out of your mind? Because for a lot of your life, you've been trained to think intellectually, um, and so he's getting you in your spirit. So the, the more that you spend some meditating on with him, more that you spend time in worship in the spirit. Uh, it should be something that you are developing as um, a lifestyle um, because he wants to get you out in, 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 into the spirit a lot more because then the things that you learn intellectually will make a lot more sense. You'll see where they fit. You'll see where things in life fit. You'll see where things for your family fit a lot, a lot more in that environment. Um, and, um, and that's why you have this uh, and really have for a long time this real passion just to be in his presence just to, to, to worship. There's just an abandonment. Um, but uh, it's growing. Nathan, welcome back. Um, Nathan, I see um, you were on this pathway. And it's like you started on this pathway. And the pathway is representing a part of your life when you started on it. And it was um, rocky, had obstacles, things you had to climb over, things that you had to go around, things that were inconvenient and but you, you're on, and then you started onto a part, uh, moved onto the pathway where it was much flatter and it was much more formed. And you started to look around and you started to see things that you've never seen. Um, and those things got more and more and more. Um, you're actually coming into um, um, a, a time when that seer ability on you, ability to be able to see, um, is just getting stronger and stronger. Um, where you, where, where the Lord is unlocking for you um, another lots of scenery, and so um, as you just keep um, walking, you you are going to you're going to see further, you're going to see more, you're going to see more things, um, and and each time it's almost God's going to surprise you with what you see, um, and uh, and a whole journey has been preparing you um, for what you what you're going to see. The one of the um, next things that's going to um, happen with you. Um, is that your senses are going to start to become um, more uh, sensitive to the spirit, so that um, you actually were going to start to uh, smell smells. Um, I don't mean bad ones. Oh, actually, yeah, you will. You will have you, you'll, you'll smell some bad smells that are not natural. Um, you'll you'll. Um, You'll actually start to smell some sicknesses before people understand those and be able to release healing into them. Uh, but you'll also have this, uh, the fragrance of heaven as well. You'll have that. And that's one of the first areas that's going to open up for you is in the re- areas of smells because it's also an area that um, the enemy has attacked you in. 
Um, so um, the enemy always attacks destiny and calling on people's lives, by the way. Yeah? So therefore, people often um, who have uh, a particular function in, in, in healing will often be sick or their family will get sick. One, that's a confirmation of the word of the Lord. Two, you're supposed to use what God has said to actually move through the situation. All right? All right. Um, all right. Well, let's, um, let's move into something um, that I, I want to chat with you um, really about um, this morning. Does anybody here like being uncomfortable? I take that as a no. Well, one of the things that I'm beginning to understand is that what we call a comfort zone or comfort is actually fake comfort. Yeah, it's our flesh. You know, it's a, it's a, it's it's actually not a great place to reside, even though we feel like it is. Um, and one thing that I, I say a lot is that when you're comfortable in that fake comfortable zone. You don't need the comforter. You don't need the Holy Spirit because you're comfort comfortable. It's one of his names is the comforter. So the comforter actually wants to take you into true comfort, into God's comfort, into God's comfort zone. Um, and so um, many of us are in a season and in a time when, when God is highlighting that I want to take you into, into another place. I want to take you into a place um, that will feel uncomfortable at first, but you'll actually begin to enjoy the comforter. You will enjoy what, um, what he's wanting to do. And, and, and part of that is where you guys have been for quite a bit of time is because you haven't been able to get comfortable in one place. Right? Um, Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen, right? My, the Passion Translation says it like this. Now, faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It's all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Right, so therefore, faith and hope are inexplicably linked. Um, and, and in fact, actually, God wants us to start in hope because hope is the earnest expectation for good. It's a place where, where you begin to hope into something and that hope um, begins to turn into a certainty where you can say, I know God's going to do this. Not just you hope He's going to do, I know He's going to do that. A lot of people bypass hope and go straight to faith and start claiming something that they've never been through the process of and then get disappointed because what they were, what they were believing for hadn't been through the process of hope because in the process of hope that God starts to show us exactly what it is that we'd have faith for. Right? Now we know that in Romans that it speaks that God speaks of things that are not as if they are. So it doesn't take any, um, any ability. It doesn't take any 
supernatural ability to be able to speak of those things that are. Anybody can do that, right? Anybody can describe this room or describe what's out the window. It doesn't take any ability. It just takes, just takes seeing and talking about it. But it actually takes a place that when you begin to, begin to speak, speak of what isn't as if it is, Right? That's why we teach people in the area of prophecy um, that we don't prophesy the problem, we speak of the solution. We prophesy the solution. This is what God's going to take you into. This is what's there. So that's why I have a big problem with prophets who speak judgment and say, that cyclone that just occurred is because you're a whole lot of sinners. And they're doing that. So wrong. On lots of levels. Oh, by the way, uh, if you don't have a book, uh, my book uh, called Fascinated by Heaven, it's my first book. There's another two on the way. Uh, it's a really good book. It really is a good book, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Now, um, what I'm finding is that people that have already brought them are buying them to give to other people um, because um, a lot of people are being blessed by it as well. So um, I really encourage you to um, get the, these books. Um, you know, it's... Only $10, and um, I'll sign it, and that'll make it even more valuable. Um, now, because um, the, the unseen is declared to be seen before it is actually seen. Right? So Bill Johnson says that nothing happens in the kingdom without first a declaration. So I, I think it's one of the reasons why... Um, we, there is so much uh, a struggle with our mouth often, right? Because you know that grumbling and complaining is the praise and worship of hell. Did you know that? Did you know that? Because you see, when you grumble and complain, we don't realize that we actually release a fragrance, right? We release a fragrance that attracts something and attracts hell. It attracts demons, right? You know... You know, Satan's called Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies, right? So flies are attracted to something. They're attracted to dead, caying, stinking, rotting sort of stuff. Flies are attracted to that. So what we don't realize is that what comes out of our mouth is powerful, it has authority, and it has fragrance attached to it. And, and in the spiritual realm, it's picked up. That's why the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So he was attracted here this morning as we we're praising, but he's attracted when you're giving thanks. He's attracted when you are when you are praising him. He's attracted. Heaven's attracted to that. Angels are attracted to that because they can smell the fragrance, you know, just and are just so attracted to it. So that's why you got to be careful. And so that's why the Bible talks a lot about, um, you know, a problem is uh, a gossip is a very serious sin, far more than we realize. Right? Why? Because it uses what God has given to you to to bless, to be in, um, to do what you shouldn't do. Right? You get that? Yeah, yeah. So that's why declaring is really, really so, such an important thing. Because. Every one of us, our voice print is unique to us. 
right? Heaven knows your voice without you even saying, this is Mark speaking. I just speak and heaven says, that's Mark. Oh, Mark. <laughs> so what I want to, I want to, that was the introduction. So I want to focus for a little while on, on something that's become stirring in me. There's a few topics at the moment um, coming out of the, uh, the kingdom message, our kingdom message. The kingdom is meant to come, right, onto earth. We are meant to heavenize earth. That's what, that's what Jesus has called us to do. Right? Jesus told us that we are to understand the will of God is that what happens in heaven would happen on earth. We are called to heavenize earth. Right? I just want to make sure you got this clear. This is one of this is my life message, has become my life message. Every almost everything time I talk about, I want to talk about heaven coming to earth. Because I understand, I've become gripped with this message that I understand it's the will of God. And so therefore, whenever I start to talk about, operate, look for, think about, it's it's like heaven shows up. Because it's the message of the Father that He wants to heavenize earth. He wants to chase out hell right so heaven is not just a place that we go to when we die it's actually a place we get to experience alive because it's about life it's about it's about changing things that we just put up with um, because you know because believers have not understood this they've just let hell invade and so there's too much hell on earth whereas it's meant to be a lot of heaven on earth yeah I'm having fun right at the moment because uh, in California, I've discovered a company um, that I would say is the, most, is, the, is the most kingdom company I've ever seen in my life. And the things that they are doing is just absolutely, ba- I've, never, I've never really seen, you may have seen one, I've never seen a company that has so uh, destroyed the, the gap between the secular and the, and the, and the sacred. Right? Sitting in their staff meetings is just like being in a church staff meeting. Right? They're talking business, they're doing business stuff, but it's all in the basis of what the Holy Spirit's saying. What's God doing? What's, what else? And, they, and organically what's happened because this company, when, when the, the, the owners took over, they knew nothing about, because it was a family business, they knew nothing about the company, nothing about the product, nothing about the whole area that they, they came from a different area. So they had to ask God what to do. So they got a few people together, got some guitars, and now that, three years ago, has turned into a gathering of people of several hundred at 7 a.m. in the morning. And they've outgrown their, their factory building that they built for this upper room. They've had to move somewhere else. And they've had to go Sunday, um, uh, Thursday night, which is now several hundred people who just turn up to no agenda other than start worshipping and seeing what God does. People are getting healed. People are getting saved. All of those sorts of things. It's a gathering of people. And it's just it's so different. It's so new. And even, even the way that they do things is just so different. So we are seeing um, the kingdom advancing because the message is the kingdom. 
Jesus said to us that we're to seek first the kingdom. He said he would build his church. Our responsibility was seek first the kingdom. And so we're seeing the kingdom attack um, areas because believers are starting to believe. That, isn't that amazing? Believers are starting to believe that heaven can come to earth, that invasion can happen in the in the places. Now, so the thing that I've I've really been focusing on for a little while, one of them's joy, and I talked about that last night down in Wellington, and um, my next book is going to be um, on that. Uh, it's halfway done at the moment. The other area I want to talk to you um, um, about is the difference between facts and truth. Now, I just talked about faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is Bill Johnson who says this, Now, faith is not denying the facts. It's just not giving them any influence over your situation or life. Right? Facts. Now, I, I've, I've, I've taught some things differently in the past, you know. I listened to, you know, you know those cassette tapes. Remember what they were like? Okay. If you're older, you might remember 8-track and, you know, 78 records and those sorts of things. Well, cassette tapes, I, I, were, I, I had a cassette player and I put in one of my previous sermons and I couldn't bear to listen to it for very long. Right. Not just because of my style, but what I was saying. It was like, I don't believe that anymore. But I believed it at the time. Right, Because we're all on a journey and God is re revealing more and more things. That's why Jesus, when he began his ministry, he said, listen, you have to repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's nearby. He said, the, length, the understanding that you have at the moment is not going to enable you to actually be able to step into this over here, which is the kingdom, which is close by. Because repent means to change the way you think. So, so God's been attacking me in this particular area of the whole thing of facts. Because I used to, I used to um, be in a place where, um, and I, I saw others do it even more extreme than me, we would, deny, we would deny that something was going on because that was lack of faith, right? So if I believed God was healing me and I was sick, headache and aches and all that sort of stuff, we would deny it. No, I'm healed, you know? I'm really healed, you know. It's like, I'm, I'm so sick. I'm dying. You couldn't say that because that was lack of faith. You couldn't say, you know, what, what your reality was, what the facts were because that was lack of fact. You had to actually deny it. And it was really interesting because everybody else thought we were crazy. It's like weird, like this is facts. In fact, I think we did a lot, there was a lot of damage and still being done because of the denial of facts. We are not called to deny the facts, they're the facts. We're to understand there's a difference between facts and truth. There's a huge difference between those two. Much of the world understands the facts to be synonymous and the facts and, the, and truth. That's all, that's all it, because if you see it, then that's the truth. Okay? But it's not, they're facts. Right? Because truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. So truth's a person. 
So, if you have the facts, the truth as a person is what does heaven have to say about the facts? That's a whole lot of freedom right there. Many of you know, uh, four or five years ago, my wife was diagnosed with MS. It was progressively um, over a few years, and it has even got to a particular point um, that she can hardly walk. Uh, she was talking about wheelchair and all of those sorts of things. Um, we have, she has, I have never, ever said she has MS. Right? She's been diagnosed with MS, and the facts are these things. But God has repeatedly told us, he's told me out of the blue, I'm going to heal her. People have brought prophetic words about healing and all of those sorts of things. So what we have looked at is said, okay, these are the facts. These are the sorts of things that are going on. But the truth is she's going to be healed. So what we've done is that we've looked how we can partner with the truth and not partner with the facts. Right? So what we've done is that we have received praying. We've been to different places that we need to go for some ministry because we felt that's what God has said. We've changed diet. We've attacked that. And, and, and it's just gone into a more radical time. Now we, we found an, a naturopath because we tried the drugs and it, and it was terrible. The side effects were atrocious. My wife was no longer there, like on these drugs. Her thinking was terrible and um and fortunately they discovered that it was affecting her liver they took a straight off it and they tried to get her back onto drugs she said no we found a naturopath the naturopath did some tests and all that sort of stuff and i'm able to say to you that just two weeks before my wife when when she says something you know it's like you know she doesn't she's not quick to say something she's not like me i can run off of the mouth really easy she doesn't that's what she balances me out so she said to me, Mark, the tide has turned. No walking stick, right? Not even a need for it. She's able to last a whole lot longer. She is coming home. She, she works four days a week. She's come home and she, she has gone into, she's in an exercise program that she's doing that she has not missed a day, right? She used to just drag herself in, sit in a seat and there where she was for the rest of the night she was so exhausted now she comes in walks in and she she gets into her exercise program she's pilates she does some some um some seat stuff she does some exercise bike um she does all of those sorts of things right and she's a little exhausted after but she recovers quickly which is not what happened before so we did not partner with the facts we were aware of the facts the facts were, were, but we have decided to partner with the truth, right? Now, very much um, the facts um, really describe what has happened, right? So can describe what's taken place, can describe the, your past, and they can, can describe your present, right? Now, the truth really is much more about your future. It's about the present, but it's more the future, right? So what, what can happen is that facts can actually take you into a place of bondage. You can, you can go to 
for instance, and, I, and I'm not having a go at doctors, but you can go to a doctor um, who gives you the facts and in the same breath could tell you what your future is going to be according to the facts. Right? Can say to you, well, you know, you know, in a little time you're going to be this or you have three months to live or whatever else it is. Now that's the providence of God. Right? That's what he is, 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 it's in his realm to be able to declare that. And so you have to actually take the facts and to see how they align with the truth. And it's the truth, right, the truth that will make the difference. Is it correct? I mean, does the Bible say you shall know the facts and the facts shall set you free? No. You shall know the truth and the truth will what? Set you free. So the truth brings you into freedom. So facts have this tendency to actually take you into, in, into bondage. And, and some classic, I think, some classic illustrations of that is Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas have been out doing the ministry, out to the work. They've been doing all the things that God has got. They're bringing heaven to earth. They get arrested. They get put into prison, into the darkest, deepest place, the smelliest, stinkiest place, and they are locked, um, lock, stock, and barrel. No, they, they are, they've got chains on and, you know, in the stocks and all this sort of stuff. And the jailer is charged, don't you let them get out, right, or you're, so here they are, the, all, that's all the facts. And, they, and it says they prayed. Um, and I think if I was there, I would be something like, I, I would probably start with groaning, moaning, grumbling, complaining things. I, I'm learning, I'm getting out of that. But, um, you know, it could be, God, we were doing your work. We're doing what you called us to do. And here we are in this place. Get us out. So they were praying, but I don't think they were praying like that. And then they started to praise. They started to attract heaven. So they're praising, worshipping God because they knew a truth. They knew the facts, but they knew a truth. So they attracted heaven. And so heaven turned up and they got set free. But everybody else in bondage got set free around about them too. All the locks open. All the chains fell off. All the captives were set free. And the jailer and his family got saved. So truth is what Jesus, what heaven has to say about the facts. What heaven has to say about the situation that you face. Heaven has to say about your future. Right? Now, I... The Passion Translation of if you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free is this. If you embrace the truth, it releases more freedom into your lives. So you see, we have this choice. We have this choice, the facts, and, 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 and am I going to believe these facts or am I going to embrace the truth? Because when I embrace the truth, I actually bring freedom into the situation. I actually bring heaven into the, 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 you know, and, and so I want to say to you today, if you have facts in your life that somebody, no matter how well trained they are, have tried to convince you that the facts are indeed the truth, can I 
suggest to you, can I ask you to get a second opinion? And that second opinion to become from heaven. He who speaks truth declares righteousness. Proverbs 12, 17. He who speaks truth declares righteousness. And for the kingdom, my, one of my favorite, another one of my favorite scriptures, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Actually, no, it actually means not just eating and drinking. But righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. So you see, when you partner with truth, you are declaring righteousness, which is the kingdom. And uh, according to what Romans says, you're acceptable to God. God loves it. And actually, truly, people like it too whether they'll admit it or not. You know the scripture, don't you, quite well, that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth? Yeah? Well, what about looking at it from the other way? And when you actually partner with truth, you're actually worshiping God. When you start to uh, uh, take hold of truth and bring it into the but not only do you bring freedom in there, not only do you declare righteousness, but you're worshipping the Lord. You're worshipping God. He loves it. Just a thought. Now, one of the things that really attacks us in all of this area is a four-letter word called fear. Um, and it's something that tends to often lock us into the facts and exclude the truth or to see the facts and truth all as one, right? Now, I want to tell you that God wants to love the fear right out of you, right? God wants to love the fear right out of you. And I have a feeling that's what he wants to do this morning, right? Because you've already heard Jay's encounter and uh, and and uh, my sense is that... Um, uh, Jay's going to release some of that revelational anointing that's happened to him because one of the most powerful things is somebody that's had a breakthrough that releases that breakthrough into your life. Because, um, you know, testimony, the root word of testimony um, means to do it again. So the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus, right? So prophecy really is testimony. So when you actually declare testimony, you're prophesying, but what you're actually saying, I want to do this again. Right? That's why declaring your, your testimony is really important. That's why I was sharing some of those things today about what God, God has done because it's going to stir something up in you. It's, it's going to be releasing God wanting to do something again. So let's just talk about fear for a few minutes. Fear is believing that what you cannot see will come to pass. Right? Fear is believing that what you cannot see will come to pass. You got that? Say it once more. Fear is believing that what you cannot see 
will come to pass. Right? Now, faith is believing that what you cannot see will come to pass. Same definition. Okay? Except, except what's the source? What's the, what's the focus? So one's negative, one's positive. Right? So one causes you to run away from God. The other one runs into God. Now, fear actually stands for, F-E-A-R, stands for something. It stands for this, false evidence appearing real. So it's false. Doesn't it really exist? But it appears real to you. So people who who are afraid to go in a room because there may be a, a spider in there, right? It's just really real. Or they're afraid to get on a plane because the plane might crash. Or they're afraid of, and there's all sorts of fears, um, that when you partner with it, you give it authority. Right? That when you actually accept it, because you see, Jesus said, all authority is his. Right? Is that right? Jesus said, all authority is his. Is that true? So if he has all authority, how much authority does the enemy have? None. So how does he get authority? He gets authority because believers give it to him because they have authority they give him. So when you partner with accusation, you're partnering with the enemy. And can I just tell you, he doesn't need your help. Right? So when you partner with fear, you're giving, you are empowering the enemy. When you grumble and complain, you are powering the enemy. It's the truth. And it will set you free. <laughs> so I want to take uh, um, a um, scripture that I'm sure you'll, you know well. And I want to put these two together because they fit together. And yet we don't often see them fitting together. It says this. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. Right? Stir up the gift that is within you. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. God wants to chase. God, sorry, wants to love the fear out of you. So, you know, before I really understood this, People would often come in an altar call um, situation and they would tell me about um, areas of fear and, and so forth like this. And my advice to them would be to, um, you know, like, you know, read the word more and pray more and all of those sorts of things, which is all good. Um, but unfortunately, um, what I was really saying to most people was just try harder. Um, and we're not called to be try-harder Christians. Uh, we are called to be receivers, right? Because the kingdom of heaven is, is not achieved, it's received. And so the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. Now, can God love you any more or any less than he does right now? No. 
right? Nothing can separate you from his love. But can you understand it? Can you receive it? Can you receive a, a greater revelation of the love of God? Can you have a greater experience of his love? Yes. And that will have the effect of chasing out fear and the fear that will so often keep you out of the truth or keep you into the facts. Okay? Um, you, um, um, this is a message that I speak a lot about. But I wanted to say to you this morning, this is particularly a message that needs to become amongst you something that you talk about, something that you think about because of the journey that you're on as a congregation. Right? Right? You need to understand that the facts, right, is not the destination. It's not, there's, God has said something and he's declared some things over you that you're still yet to step into. Right? And the facts will try and rob you. The facts will try and take you into depression. It'll try and take you into unbelief. It'll try and take you into doubt. It'll try and take you into places that you don't want to be. Right? But you have to be aware of the facts. You've got to deal with the facts. But you deal with it from the perspective of heaven. That's why we are seated in heavenly places in that we are supposed to be people who bring heaven to earth and to see facts from the perspective that God sees them and what he says in the word. So if you are sick, if you have something that you need to see heaven, you need to under, uh, get God's perspective on it, right? So, um, and that's how, that's how I've, I'm, we're living, we're going through stuff at the moment. We're living that. And that's why it's become such a strong thing within me that I'm all the time saying, well, that's the facts, but what's the truth in this? You know, what's God? And that's why I'm emphasizing that a little bit with you this morning. Let me pray. And uh, then we'll see what happens. Father, it's one thing to hear something something that we may have heard many times or something we may have heard for the first time. But it's another thing for that to come into a place where it's affecting us, where it's taking us into breakthrough. So I pray for this morning a power, an energy, a work of heaven to cause follow-through that will make breakthrough. I pray and make a declaration over this household, over this community of believers, over these people, that this would be a place where people understand the facts but live in the higher realm of truth that there'll be a people who do not deny the facts, but there'll be a people who refuse to give the facts influence over their future, over life. And there'll be people that will be so clear to hear from you. There'll be a place, a prophetic place, where people hear and receive, uh, Father, the truth that will set people free. And I pray, Father, that becomes very strong in here, but it also becomes very much a strong ministry 
to people that are not yet in the kingdom. And so, Father, I pray today, I release today such an atmosphere, such a place, Father God, of that kingdom perspective on righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That the declaration of truth brings righteousness. That, Father, that truth itself is worship unto you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, um, maybe um, as um, you're hearing me talk about fear, for instance, or about um, there's something area in your life that you need to see a breakthrough, is um, uh, now would be the time um, to come on down the front and uh, and we'll pray for you. And particularly, Jay's going to release that breakthrough that he's got um, over you this morning. So um, now would be a great time um, for you to arise and uh, come on down if you need prayer for um, what I talk about this morning and any fear, um, any areas that breakthrough that you want, something that you, you, you heard when Jay spoke about this morning, his own personal breakthrough, he's going to release that um, uh, as well. So, come on down. And uh, if you're sitting in your seat, um, then I uh, really love you just to be uh, have an expectation of just reaching out and just believing um, for breakthroughs for these people.